Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... It is September 22nd, 2021, and today we are talking about getting defensive and how it affects your money. And there's lots of different ways it affects your money, but in in most situations, right, people get defensive when somebody's giving them some alternative uh, opinion, viewpoint, or thought on where they are right T- typically it's like hey some you feel like somebody's challenging a core belief that 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 um that you uh, really believe in and we all experience this like whenever you're getting in order to grow like unless you're perfect in all areas of life right you have to grow but in order to grow you have to change some internal belief about what you're you're doing and that process is emotionally difficult think of it like if you want to get stronger uh, you got to lift weights, right? You got to tear that muscle down and have and build it back up through weightlifting. If you want to grow uh, in an area of life, you have to tear down some belief, examine it, keep the good, throw out, you know, add some, um, add some better viewpoint, right? And that's just emotionally painful, and it's you know part of our coding to preserve ourselves, you know, for 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 millions of years, right? To protect, um, um, you know. Our ego is built to protect um, us and protect our self-perception and protect our beliefs. Um, and so we all feel that feeling, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody who, who, who puts themselves in a position to, to, to have people to speak into their life for accountability or, you know, counsel, right? Wise counsel that doesn't um, feel some sort of way when somebody challenges a belief, but they're trying to help you to grow. By the way, you don't have to um, uh, implement all feedback. I think, I think the goal of this podcast episode is to help you just separate the emotions uh, and the decision making. So understand the emotions, and you're going to feel that way, right? You're always going to feel emotions, but it's a matter of, okay, now what's the next step, right? I'm, I'm feeling these emotions because my ego is trying to protect me, but let me set that aside and let me actually like suspend my belief uh examine this new idea and objectively uh determine if it's gonna help me you know better reach my goal so you know perfect example a lot of people um aren't where they want to be financially because they won't sit down with somebody and show them (laughs) you know show them um their whole financial picture because they are a lot of times they're ashamed of where they are and they don't want to go through the they, they understand they, they've been through the pain of uh, correction and criticism and don't want to go through that pain but the problem is just like if you you know lifting if you want if you want to lift weights and you want to get stronger and you got to tear down that muscle and rebuild it back up right you got to go through that process to get stronger it's not fun you know it's painful but the outcome is beautiful and so same thing um, you know, with getting better in your finance, you're going to have to um, expose your thoughts, ideas, financial picture 
to somebody who hope who is wiser um, or has a different point of view or wiser in some area that, that you're not um, in finances. And so, you know, that requires humility. You know, I, what I find is the people that grow the most are the most humble. And it might be counterintuitive, right? Because you think, well, man, they're achieving so much, right? Their confidence is so high, you know, how, you know, how are they humble? Or I don't think confidence and uh, humility are opposites, right? As a matter of fact, the most confident people, like real confidence is the, is the most humblest people. There's false confidence, right? Which is called pride. Um, or, you know, typically people, you know, equate pride with confidence, um, you know, but, but you know, um, people who I find who are the most confident are, are humble because they're confident enough in themselves to submit themselves to other points of views and not uh, have it affect their decision-making. Um, they get affected by the same amount of pain, right? It's the same painful process to go through to submit yourself to accountability, to somebody uh, giving you good feedback, but the confident person um, deals with it because they're more focused on growth than they are on uh, protecting um, their ego. Um, another, another way this plays out is, you know, um, uh, defensive is, um, uh, let me give you like a specific example of somebody getting defensive. Um, so I, you know, I, somebody who, you know, is just learning how to, they were just learning how to trade investments. They wanted to, they're looking at trading their own account. Um, and, you know, that's my opinion. And, and my opinion was, I was like, hey, listen, trading is difficult, right? I'm talking about day trading or swing trading. It's difficult. Like it's something like less than 1% of professionals, you know, people who do this for a long term, you know, for a long time, actually like make money, um, uh, actually, actual trading. Um, I, you know, I, I said, I think it's, it's a much uh, less time consuming and, um, and, and more probable for you to make money if you invest instead of trade, right? And the difference is like building a portfolio on an investment theme, diversifying it and, and holding it for a period of time. It don't have to be forever. It can be you know, I, I like to say at least five years, you know, five years is a really good time frame because in any, whenever you're putting money to work, whether it's trading or investing, you're trying to put the odds in your favor of, of winning. And so if you're trading, the odds are not in your favor because of who you're competing against, right? You're competing against people who have information you don't have. They have more money, bigger, faster computers, right? These arbitrages that uh, because, you know, in, in an investment, you're trying to arbitrage between uh, where the market is going and where the market currently is. And what most retail investors don't understand is um, those small opportunities that open up for days or seconds or weeks when you're swing trading or day trading. Um, there's like tons of other professional, you know, I call them killers out there that have more money than you. They're smarter than you. They got you know, PhDs on their team. Um, they have gobs of money. They got access to information you don't have access to. And so it's like, uh, like you're walking into a gunfight with a knife, you know what I'm saying? Or you're trying to, you know, fight Mike Tyson and you have no boxing experience, right? I mean, is it, is it possible for you to win? Yeah, is it probable? You know, 
probably not right people might say and then the person was like well what about all these people that i see you know writing these books and saying they're doing i say it's like vegas man people are not going to tell you their losses right they tell me their losses when i talk to people who are, who are trading and, and they got to get real with me when we get their statements but um um you know it's easy to say oh i made two thousand today or i made ten thousand a day well a it matters how much money you're starting with because i can make two thousand dollars i mean i'm you know i mean um uh, you know, for the portfolios I manage, there are days, you know, there are days where we're making lots of money, but it's because of the size of the money that I'm managing, right? Not necessarily because we're just, you know, oh, so smart at day trading, you know, that day, right? Because it's, I'm, not, I'm not day trading. Um, so, so understand the context of that, right? Also understand they're not telling you the days that they lost 2,000 or 10,000, right? And then you also got to understand time frame. In a rising, you know, market, uh, you know, these, day trading people got real big in 2017 because the market went straight up for everybody 2020 towards the end same thing happened right and so you know you had a market where basically and, and we're still in a market where as long as you don't own cash because the government's printing so much money like you're gonna make money and so i think if if traders analyzed how much money they would have made by getting positioned appropriately and letting things play out they're probably going to make, I mean, not probably like the probability of them making more money, you know, than, 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 than the, than the person who's trying to day trade is a hundred to one, because in reality, right. If, if you, if you want to put the odds in your favor of making money, and this is what I'm telling the person and investing um, is um, find out what a big trend is, right. Um, then understand volatility, right. The more volatility, um, like if something's if something's part of the big trend and then there's lots of volatility on it uh, as the trend progresses right you put yourself in the position to make a lot of money let me give you let me get um, i gave the person an example i was like hey so if you say if you agree that the trend of the world is low growth right so the world's not going to grow that much we're going to have low interest rates right and which and the government's going to print money that means you don't want to own cash and that also means like the majority of assets are going to go up because they're going to go up relative to the dollar. And so then you can say, okay, you know, let me look at what I want to own. Okay, you know, bonds are probably going to go up, but they're not as volatile as stocks, right? Stocks are going to go up, but they're not as volatile. Uh, they're more volatile than bonds, so they're probably going to make more money, but they're not volatile. They're not as volatile as innovation stocks or, you know, or, or, or venture, right? So venture, you know, then you go to venture and you're like, cool, venture, you know, like will likely make money than regular stocks. Um, um, and they're, but they're going to be more volatile, right? So then, then, and, and, and then you go to crypto. You're like, hey, crypto is more volatile than all of that, um, with a higher potential and you know, past return, right? So you can go up the risk curve and say, all right, I can, if I want to earn the most, I need to weight my portfolio more towards innovation and crypto than traditional stocks and bonds. And if you just do that and spread your money out and diversify, like. Um, and, 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 and you get the trend right, it's, I mean, I would literally give you my money and bet that you're gonna make more money than the, than the day trader, than the person whose course you bought or advice that you're taking on social media. Um, because if, you know, um, um, go, go look at all the great investors and look at the returns that they received and the majority, even Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio, they all, Paul Cedar Jones, they all wrote a big trend right different it was different big trends but they all just rode a huge trend right even the ones that were trading it 
you know, they probably could have made a lot more money, you know, just using a trend. Um, uh, and, and a lot of them were, I don't want to get into details, but here's the point, because that's I'm, t- I'm, I'm going too far into the story. I laid out all that, because I've done all the back work. Like, I, I know how they made their money. I've studied tons of books, read tons of it. I've traded, I invested. Like, this is what I do for a living for, you know what I'm saying? I, I put in multiple 10,000 hours into, into what I do. Um, and what I'm doing, and the person was like, got defensive and was like, yeah, yeah, but, 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 and that's when I was like, cool, like, you know, um, do you, right, you're you're probably smarter than me, so maybe I'm, you know, uh, maybe you can figure it out, maybe I couldn't, right, I'm just telling them stuff, because I know, I I know where that person was at, they were not willing to accept wise counsel, Um, and so they're going to, like, do their, do their 40 years wandering in the wilderness um uh until they get to a point to where they can um um not get defensive and accept it again it goes back to not saying like the person has to listen to me like they don't have to take it but it, like the response and getting defensive to what i'm giving them my perspective and wisdom was bad and so that person i can pretty much you know again I, if, 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 if i could find a way to bet on it I would bet against their portfolio because I'm highly confident they're going to lose uh, over the long term. So that's getting defensive um, tools and, you know, why it's important to uh, understand your emotions and make rational decisions despite your emotions. It's going to make you a better investor. Um, also, Zoom lives every Friday. Make sure you're on the email list to um, uh, to get the the Zoom link that's newly created every week. To get on the email list, you can download uh, PD, a Bitcoin PDF from the front page of my website or the Retirement Investing One-on-One book on my website. Um, and then you get it on the email list. Hope uh, this helps somebody. Until tomorrow, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.